Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Jeremiah Live Bible Study. Let's go to Jeremiah uh, chapter 42. That's what we're going to be studying this morning, chapter 42. And as you know, we use a King James Version Bible. We give glory to God by going to the Psalms before we start the study. So, also, turn to Psalms 124. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Psalms 124. A song of degrees of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side now, may Israel say... If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quickly when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. As we see here in this psalm, David is letting us know that when God is on our side, it doesn't matter who is against us. We will always win. Let's find out in Jeremiah what goes on. God tells us what we need to do, and especially when we ask, you know, if there's trouble, we ask God, we need some help. And he tells us what to do. If we do what he tells us to do, then guess what? He'll take care of us, even if what he tells us to do, we don't like. Let's go to chapter 42 of Jeremiah. Now, remember, um, you had the problem where uh, the king of Babylon had set up a ruler over the people, over the Jews, and Someone came along and killed that person. And so what had happened is that the captains of the forces had gone after um, Ishmael, who was the one that him and his group had killed um, the leaders 
that King um, Nebuchadnezzar had put in power over the Jews, and they had taken the remnant away. And um, the army that was left, the captain of the forces that was left uh, from Israel, after King of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar overtook and destroyed Jerusalem, uh, they went after the captives and they um, found them and brought them back. But Ishmael and those they escaped. So that's where we are. They brought them back, the remnant. Now, in this remnant, of course, is Jeremiah. Forty-two. It doesn't mention that, but Jeremiah is right there where they all are. All this is going on. Jeremiah is there. And no one went to Jeremiah, which is the point we learned the last couple of chapters, was that Jeremiah was right there. but And he was the spokesman for God. If you want to talk to God in those days, you had to go to Jeremiah. You had to go to one of his people, prophets servants and they didn't do that so things worked out bad for them so what's going on here in chapter 42 then all the captains of the forces and Jehoanan the son of Kariah and Jezaniah the son of Hoshiah and all the people from the least even to the greatest came near okay so now you get the remnant all right and said unto Jeremiah. So Jeremiah was there the whole time, but they finally go unto Jeremiah, the prophet, let we beseech thee our supplications be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God. Interesting, isn't it? The Lord thy God. So, see, they're not saying the Lord our God, like, you know, Jeremiah and them have the same God, you know. You understand? And it's, we're going to see a little bit what Jeremiah says to them. Even for all this remnant, so all of us, you know, we're, we want to be protected. You know, we want to know what's going on here, you know, for we are left but a few of many as thine eyes do behold us. So this is it. This is the rest of us. And you can see us. So this is what they asked Jeremiah. That the Lord thy God, again, thy God, <laughs> may show us the way wherein we may walk and the thing that we may do. <laughs> so, so you see, it didn't work out for them last time because nobody went to Jeremiah to find out what God wanted them to do when King Nebuchadnezzar had set up the ruler over the remnant of the Jews. So now they're saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, go to your God. You know, obviously the word Lord there is Yahweh. Go to Yahweh, your God. And whatever he tells us to do, you know, we want to know what he wants us to do. We're going to do it. Then Jeremiah the prophet said unto them, I have heard you. Behold, I will pray unto the Lord your Lord." your God, you see how he turns it back on them and letting, reminding them that it isn't just Jeremiah's God, that it's Israel's God, okay? That's why he put that there. 
your God according to your words. So you said you want to know what God wants you to do so that you can do them. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you. I will keep nothing back from you. So Jeremiah says, okay, all right, you're asking for God's help. You want to know what God wants you to do. So I'm going to go to God, and I'm going to ask him, and I'm going to tell you what God tells you, okay? And he says, I'm not going to hide nothing from you. Whatever God says, I'm letting you know. Now, this is this will show you, the next verse, will show you their, their um, frame of mind, what they're really thinking, okay? Do they really trust God? Do they really want to know what God wants them to do? Do they really love God? Do they know that God wants the best for them? Do they trust him that he wants the best for them? Listen, verse 5. Then they said to Jeremiah, the Lord be true and faithful witness between us. So, you know, he's going to be a witness between us. If we do not, even according to all things, for the, for the which the Lord thy God, again, they're saying thy God, they did not accept him as their God, you understand, shall send thee to us. Now, here's the part, verse 6, whether it be good or whether it will be evil. <laughs> so, so you see, they didn't think, they didn't trust God. They, they thought he might tell them to do something bad. God doesn't tell them to do anything bad. God takes care of his people, you see. You see what they're saying there? Well, they're saying, if he does, whatever he tells us to do, whether it's good or bad, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now it's the Lord our God. To, the, um, to whom we send thee, okay? So they're saying, Jeremiah, um, you know, we're sending you to God. When we obey the voice of the Lord, our God. So they're saying, we're going to do. See, it says, then they said to Jeremiah in verse 5, the Lord be true and faithful witness between us if we do not even according to all things for which the Lord thy God shall send thee to us. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord, our God. Okay? So you understand. They're saying we're going to do what he tells us to do. And it, so Jeremiah goes and ask God what he wants the people to do. So, here you go. This is just so you understand that God tests us. He doesn't uh, answer us instantly, especially if we're on the wrong track in our thinking process and they were on the wrong track in their thinking process. You see, they wanted Jeremiah to tell them what to do, 
what they thought what God was going to tell them to do could be bad or evil, you see. So, what happens? Verse 7, and it came to pass after 10 days, so there's a testing there, a waiting, that the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah. And, of course, it also is, shows us that when we are connected, which Jeremiah was to God, that sometimes God doesn't answer us right away for his reasonings, okay, concerning servants of God, true servants of God. And in this case, it was because of the people and because of their mindset. Verse 8, then called he Joanan, the son of Cariah, and all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people from the least even to the greatest. So everyone was called, so everybody would hear the words, and said unto them, I've heard from God. Thus saith the Lord thy God, the Lord the God of Israel, unto whom ye sent me to present your supplication before him. If, now here's the condition, if ye will still abide in this land, then will I build you and not pull you down. So here's the thing. I don't want you going anywhere. I want you to trust me. I want you to stay here. Like I told you before, see, God had already told them this way back when. And Jeremiah had said, listen, stay here and live here and everything will be okay. So anyway, so let's repeat it again in case some of them missed it. God's saying, all right, stay here, live here, live on the land, okay, and I'll take care of you. All right? And he says, I will build you and not pull you down. So your nation will stay a nation, in other words. That's what he's saying. And I will plant you and not pluck you up. So you're going to be staying here. The nation's going to be stay a nation. It, Jerusalem and the kingdom of Judah will stay connected. Okay? If you stay here, for I repent me of the evil that I have done unto you. So... The king of Babylon was, you know, punishment. And God says, look, I, I've changed my mind, and that's what repent means. It means repent. It means to change your mind. So God says, I've changed my mind. Uh, king of Babylon destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the city, destroyed the nation. But um, if you do what I say, I will still have you as a nation, okay? So, verse 11 tells something very important, right? This is called, trust me. That's what God is saying. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are. Ye are afraid. So, of course, they were afraid of him. He came in, destroyed their city, burned it down, all of that stuff in Jerusalem and the nation of Israel, uh, of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord. For I 
am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. So God says, stay here, live here. I'll take care of things for you. He ain't going to bother you. He's going to let you stay here. You'll be a nation. And I will show mercy unto you that he may have mercy upon you and cause you to return to your own land. So God is in control of the king of Babylon. That's what he's telling them there. He's saying, listen, you do what I say and everything's going to go well for you. He controls the kings, you see. God is the ultimate power of the kings and rulers over this earth. Okay, so this is God saying, listen, trust me, do it my way, do what I tell you to do, and the enemy, you don't have to worry about the enemy. So from a Christian perspective, this is flesh Israel, their flesh kingdom, you know, and all that stuff. From our perspective, it's spiritual, okay, the body of Christ, okay, and we are to do what God wants us to do. How do we know what God wants us to do? Jesus said, follow me. Jesus was our example, okay? And as long as you do things for the body of Christ, doing the works that Jesus showed us for the brethren as Jesus showed us, then guess what? The enemy can't bother you, all right? Okay? You understand if you trust God, follow Jesus, the enemy can't bother you. But, is a but. And this is for flesh is real and for the church. But if ye say, we will not dwell in this land, okay, so if they say, oh, no, <laughs> oh, that king, of, what do you mean, God, you're going to protect us from that bad army guy? He's got all those, uh, no way, man, I, I'm afraid. Uh-uh, I don't want to be here. You see what I mean? It reminds me of the rapture nonsense that, that the churches teach. You're going to be raptured out of here because the wrath of God is coming upon the earth and God can't protect you while, he's on, while you're on the earth so that he doesn't hit you with his wrath. So you've got to leave the earth. <laughs> of course, that's a lie. Just like, you know, Jeremiah is saying, listen, if you don't trust God and you don't stay here, uh, there's going to be trouble. Neither obey the voice of the Lord your God. So he's saying, God's saying, stay here. So you're not going to obey him and you want to go. Saying, no, but we will go into the land of Egypt where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have um, hunger of bread, and there we, we will dwell. So see, see what it, this is, they're thinking in the flesh. They're not trusting God. So, no, we're going to go to the land of Egypt. There's no war there. See, no war. So they don't trust God. Uh, nor hear the sound of the trumpet. There's, there's no war there. There's no trouble. There's nothing. It's all peaceful. Nor have hunger. They got food over there. There was a famine in, in Israel. Remember, that's how the king Nebuchadnezzar got a hold of them. God says, I'm bringing a famine upon the land of J Jerusalem, Judah. Well, there's no food, okay? And so so they, they don't have anything to eat. 
and they're surrounded by the armies of the enemy. Um, you see what I mean? So they want to go to Egypt. There's food there. There's no armies. Let's go there. That's where we're safe, you see. And so it's the same thing um, for Christians today. You know, they say, we want to go where and do what's safe. We want to go where we want to go. We want to dwell where we want to dwell, you see, and not do things the way it was set up by Jesus. 15, and now therefore hear the word of the Lord. Ye remnant of Judah. So if you pick that, if that's what you want to do. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if ye wholly set your faces to enter into Egypt and go to sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the sword which ye fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. So you don't want war. You don't want to hear about the fighting. You don't want fighting. You don't want any of that stuff. Guess what? It's going to follow you. This is the way God works. You see, you can't run away. You have to do and go where God wants you to be. He'll protect you. He'll take care of you. And if you run away, you're in trouble. Ask the prophet Jonah. He tried to run away from God, too, because he didn't want to do what God wanted him to, and he ended up dead in the belly of a whale, drowned. So God says, do you think you're safe in Egypt? Nope, I'm bringing the sword there. And it shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine whereof you are afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there ye shall die. So because Israel, you know, the children of Israel was leaving and going to Egypt, God was going to bring this bad stuff upon Egypt. So do you think it was just the Egyptians, the, uh, the people of Israel, the Jews that were going to have the sword and the famine? No. The Egyptians were going to feel this also. So it was going to bring, um, you know, the Egyptians against the Jews because they don't want this stuff in their land. Their land was good. So it says, and shall follow close after you there in Egypt, we're in verse 16, and there ye shall die. So you didn't get away, you're going to die. So shall it be with all the men that set their face to go into Egypt to sojourn there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, and none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring upon them. So you've got to do it God's way. And that's what's being said there. Trust God and do it God's way. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as mine anger and my fury hath been poured forth upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so shall my fury be poured forth upon you when you shall enter into Egypt, and ye shall be an oath and an astonishment and a curse and a reproach, and ye shall see this place no more. So you know what God's saying there. It's saying, because you're going there, like I just said, because you're going there, all this stuff is going to come upon Egypt, and they're going to know it that you brought it to them. 
and they're going to hate you, and they're not going to want you in their country. They want to get you out of their country because wherever you go, trouble follows. And that's what God is talking about there. If you don't trust God, okay? So that's what he's saying. And the last thing he said is, you shall see this place no more, meaning if you go to Egypt, you're not coming back to Israel. Sorry. 19. The Lord hath said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, go ye not into Egypt, Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. So Jeremiah is letting them know again, understand, all of them are there. Do not go to Egypt. You're being warned. For ye dissembled in your hearts when ye sent me unto the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us unto the Lord our God, in according unto all that the Lord our God shall say, so declare unto us, and we will do it. So Jeremiah is letting them know that God knew that they, they were just saying words. They really didn't believe what they were saying. As long as what God said to them, um, they liked, they were okay with it. But if he said something they didn't like, <laughs> they weren't going to be okay with it. Isn't that like Christians are today? You know, uh, as long as we can go to the church, on Sunday, the church building, even though the Bible doesn't tell us to build buildings or any of that stuff, waste God's money on this stuff, it doesn't tell us to do that. New Testament doesn't tell us any of that stuff, yet they do that because they want to. So we want to go, and we want to go at a certain time, and we want to have music, and we want to do it this way, and we want the pastor to talk for about a half hour, 45 minutes, and, you know, don't make it too long, pastor. We've got to go to lunch, you know. You see? Same thing. We want to do it our way. Let's have fun at church, you know. Understand? So, so Jeremiah is letting him know, God read your mind. He knows what you're thinking. 21. And now I have this day declared it to you, but ye have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, nor anything for the which he has sent me unto you. So you see Jeremiah saying, listen, you have not obeyed. God has sent me many times, told you what to do, and you've never obeyed it up to today. Never have. Now, therefore, know certainly that ye shall die by the sword, by the famine, by the pestilence, in the place where ye desire to go and to sojourn. So, Jeremiah is saying, you haven't listened to God so far. And guess what? If you decide to go to Egypt, you're going to die there, and it's going to be big trouble. So, remember... Christians, you don't do it your way, okay? Jesus showed us what to do. You do it his way, okay? Get out of that nonsense church stuff, going to church at a certain time and listening to nonsense they teach at churches and all of that baloney on a schedule, which has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus didn't do that. Did Jesus do that? Did Paul do that? Did the apostles do No, none of them did that. It's being led by the Holy Spirit. When God wants it, 
not when you want it. We'll pick it up next time in Chapter 43. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.